We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast with my boy. Yes, sir. This is Terrell Owens in the building, a.k.a. T.O., and we have a very special guest. Honestly, if you're in Lakerland, if you're in Los Angeles, if you're an NBA fan, yeah. this guy needs no introduction. You Jerry know what? West. We're not going to introduce him because he's the logo. This is the actual, he's like a walking logo. He is the actual logo. Can, you know, can you, can you make the, the, the pose that you used to do back in what, 1944 was it? What? 44. <laughs> no, it was like, in, you know, in the 60s. I'm old, man, but you're making me real, real old. Okay. That's embarrassing to do that to me. <laughs> no, actually, it, it's really kind of interesting because logos are not, supposed to be one person, okay? Mm. They, they, they want to identify the league, which it should be. And mm -hmm. it, it gets out because people, you know, always speculate who um, were the, uh, might be a logo, and people just always, oh, is this guy, this is this guy. Mm -hmm. And how, how they did this, the NBA suddenly had grown a lot, and they wanted to start to market the league. So mm -hmm. they had to have a logo. And there were five guys, okay, five mm -hmm. guys that they had picked out, the faces were all blanked out. All mm. of them were blanked out. And there were five um, black men and mm -hmm. one white guy, okay? Mm -hmm. No one knew that. Mm -hmm. And so it could have been somebody completely different because the guy, they were trying to design something that would, you know, create a real small piece on a, on a uniform or mm -hmm. whatever, they're, whatever they're marketing. And um, so anyway, they, it was happened to pick me. Mm -hmm. I never knew it. And wow. David Stern, everyone used to say, well, that's, you know, that's Jerry West. And, and I really didn't want to know, to be honest with you, because I don't think it's, I don't think that's right or fair. Right, I really right. don't. But more importantly, the fair part of it. Mm. And there were four other black men that were really great players. And everyone, no one, it was like a myth. Uh, Michael Jordan, his logo, mm -hmm. everyone knows who that is. Right, okay? right, because right. that's, that's him. Right, right. Everyone knows that. Yeah. And so um, in the New York Times a number of years ago, there, I don't know how many years ago, but hadn't been, it's been a while, there was an article by the guy who picked this, and he said that that's me. 
Otherwise, yeah. everyone had been speculating for Still years. No, right. And honestly, it would have been better that way. There's no question. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't. It's not a slight to any player, right? Which I think is grossly unfair because, mm -hmm. to me, uh, when something like that happens, you know, it's it's about the league. It's about right. the people right. who perform in the league. Right. And when you identify one person uh, as that, it's Again, it's just not fair. So, so in 2021, again, do you think that there should be a new logo moving forward for the next 100 years, or do you think they should change it during the era, like Jordan in the 90s, then the, the Kobe um, logo maybe, now the LeBron you know, I've lo said, logo? I don't care what mm -hmm. they do. I really don't. Um, but as I say, it's difficult to change those things, and you mm -hmm. just can't yeah. pick one player out. My gosh, right. you look the greatness of the players that, in the NFL. I mean, there's some that have stood above, okay? And in the NBA, it's no different. In every era, when you go back and look, there are some really dominant players. I mean, they dominated, yeah. and particularly when it came to winning. Not scoring, but winning. <clears throat> but um, as I say, it's difficult to do that, but honestly, I wish that in the back of my mind that uh, mm. it would not have been identified as me. It made it a lot simpler for everyone, a lot more mm. simple for the league. Now, again, you're, you're a talent evaluator, right? And again, seeing Kobe at 18, right? You, you said, like, this is the guy, right? So when you're evaluating talent, because I think I can as well, so you're all like the size, speed, strength. Why are you oh. laughing? Because <laughs> he don't know. He can't he evaluate. He didn't know a damn like thing me. about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's first. Yeah. No, not and true. The fact that he would consider himself, put him in the same I am. category. I am. I evaluate well, talent. anyone who does it for <laughs> as, a living. <laughs> right, as yourself to be evaluating I, talent. Yes. <laughs> but okay, laughable. so you're, you're looking at right, height, size, speed, weight, all those things, right? You saw that he had that. But as a true evaluator, you're always trying to see a, a kid who has something that's, you know, not on the outside, right? Something inside, right? The desire, that all those it things. That it that factor. For many what? athletes that become, right. like, great. There's, you know, you're average, you're good, and then you're right. great athletes. You're great ones. You have to have something inside. So what did you see that was inside a Kobe that you knew he was going to be great? Not, a, not an all-star. Like you said, there's a difference between all-star and all-pro. All pro. Right. But great. Probably the easiest player that I've ever seen to identify with. Um, you know, first of all, when you see someone 18 years of age mm -hmm. work out against men, and he's so superior to them, mm. and forget the physical part, because you're probably talking about someone older in their career. The mental part mm. was especially noticeable, but G the give, skill give, level. Give, give us an example of the mental part. What's, what's an example of that? The mental part? Yeah. Who are the greatest players that ever played? The one who can think. Mm. The one who can pass. The one who can anticipate. You can see that. Mm. And, all, and these guys who are these famous names, they just have some unique part of them. Mm -hmm. They're a play ahead. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it would be like in football. You, you see certain, and particularly defensive players, and they have no chance today in this league. The league has, football league has, <laughs> yeah. has taken every great defensive player and try to neutralize them. What do people want to see? Yeah. They want to see long touchdowns. Yeah. They want to see Terrell Owens catch the ball, run 70 yards for a touchdown. So the defensive people today that stand out, and there's two or three of them, Los Angeles Rams have two of them. Mm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Aaron Donald and Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Right. Yeah. And Absolutely. Aaron Donald. But if you just watch Jalen Ramsey, because Aaron, you, there's so many people around him, but out in the flat out there, this kid has got something special about mm -hmm. him. But they think the game differently. They see the game differently. And with him, his skill level at 18 years of age was ridiculous. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. And everyone wants to credit me. They don't need to credit me. Right, right. The other people in the league, I cannot believe to this day they would pass a talent like that. Really? I cannot. I cannot. And we see it happen. Yeah, um, yeah. Luka Doncic. Mm -hmm. What was he, the fifth player in the draft? Right. Oh, my God. And look at him. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe that someone let him go. Mm -hmm. I can't. Right. He was a unique kid at 15 years of age. He was competing against men in Europe. He's yeah. 15 years, but not competing, excelling. Mm. And, again, if you watch him play, you watch Irvin Johnson play, uh, Chris Paul play, any of these guys that have the ball – and I think particularly because of LeBron's size and his unique skill, mm -hmm. I really believe he can play into his 40s. Mm. I, I do. Okay. So maybe he slows down a little bit off. Physically, but mentally right. it's... Well, he's getting smarter. Yeah. And if you surround him with the right people, and particularly people can shoot the ball and also can think. Mm. And, you know, you can have players, um, you can have all these great players, but you need complementary players that allow them... Yeah to use their special gifts. Yeah. And so you have a bunch of guys that can't shoot, you put them out there with these guys, at LeBron James, a Magic Johnson, a Chris Paul, some of those people who are still there. You put them out there with guys who can't shoot or can't think, it lessens their impact on the game. Mm. And so it's much more physically taxing for them mm -hmm. if they have to go out and try to score all the time. It's yep. just the way the game is designed. Yeah, right. And as you know, one player in an in NBA can make the difference between a team that wins. They may not win a championship, mm. but you take one of those really special players, and I think in all sports, but more importantly, I think in basketball, they turn throw these names superstar. Mm. Uh -uh. They you know they in so the soon. league at one given time? Right. Five or six. Right. You know what they do? Right. They draw people to the game, mm -hmm. okay? That's what makes them uniquely different mm -hmm. because people follow. Number two, their skill, they make everyone better. Mm -hmm. And number three, they make you win. Mm. They make you win. So mm -hmm. it's, but Kobe Bryant was just, uh, you, anyone, I know you're a great talent evaluator, so we, we're sure that you, you heard him. You heard him. We were sure that we, he would have thought <laughs> I would have said the Bryant. same thing. <laughs> what? Well, he, okay. told, he said he was earlier, <laughs> he, didn't he? He believes me. He <laughs> believes me. So have, have you seen anyone since then that you're like, that's going to be a guy. Like, you, 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 you can compare them to seeing Kobe at 18, and you saw somebody else at 18, 19. You're like, he might not be Kobe, but he could be. Well, but, again, Kobe so, you know, has been in the news here in Los Angeles a lot, okay? Course, so, yeah. listen, there's other players out there besides Kobe Bryant who are right. really, really good. Right. Really right, right. good. And I think because he played here in Los Angeles, there's players in this league that are really good. Mm. And they're young and they're getting better. And, and you know, in football, um, I think you can leave after your third year. Third year out of, out of high In basketball, school. I think we're going to have an influx of kids from all over the world. People think they only come from this country. No, no, no. Yeah, they're all over. Yeah. Uh, France has been a, a huge, mm -hmm. uh, a huge element of French kids who their family started out in Africa. They moved to France. Mm. And 
the French, they have so many young French kids that are really good. But one of the things that's done that also is uh, USA Africa. It's big down that, there. Yeah, Can you imagine when you're a kid, if you grow up with nothing, and I grew up with nothing, and what do you, if you don't have a bunch of friends that you can hang around with, if you're not from a big city, what do you do? You mm. gravitate something that's solitary. Basketball, all you need is one ball. Mm -hmm. And with the, all the access on the internet, uh, YouTube of kids handling the ball, mm -hmm. I've watched some kids from Africa, big ones, mm -hmm. tall kids. It wouldn't shock me if we see a seven-foot guard. It would not wow. going forward. I think wow. that's the way the game has evolved. Mm -hmm. And again, these kids, all they do, they, they, uh, you know, the families are very close over there. Mm -hmm. Their education is very important for them. So you get, a, I think, a much more disciplined kid from down there. Mm -hmm. uh, look at the NFL, all the kids from Nigeria that are playing in the NFL. Sorry, yep. My Sorry gosh. to change. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see a, probably a, more, of, uh, more yeah. of the kids from Africa come. Yeah. I heard the other day, and I don't know if it's true or not, but um, I heard basketball now has surpassed soccer, soccer worldwide. Wow, that so, would be major. Oh, my gosh, right. it is. Now, heck, we have a lot of as kids from As far as popularity? Yeah. Wow. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Now, that was told to me the other day. Mm -hmm. And whether it's true or not, I don't know. But mm -hmm. they're neck and neck. Okay. And so we're going to see a lot of Michael Jordans mm -hmm. uh, coming into the league, at least athletically. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest change I've seen um, when the kids come into this league now, Terrell, when, when I was playing, you had to work in the summer. You, I mean, no one <laughs> you made no money. It was about competition. <laughs> and now these kids have a chance to work all year long. They have people that uh, mentor them, hopefully the right kind of mentors. Yeah. And they put them in, them, themselves in a position, particularly if they're identified early. Mm -hmm. And today they are identified early. Yeah, I think yeah, you mentioned uh, you know the kids over the kids over in Africa. Um, the general manager of Toronto uh, Raptors, Masai. Masai, yeah. Yeah, he has a basketball program called mm -hmm. Giants of, uh, of Africa. Um, obviously, I'm a big basketball follower, and uh, that's a program obviously to really uh, go out and seek and you know other other talent. Masai's done a great job, and he's a, remember he's originally from Africa, Absolutely. and very bright, and has done a great job and uh, in the league. But he's done. Forget the job he's done with the Raptors. Raptors. <clears throat> the job he's done, I think, um, in Africa, along with the NBA's cooperation, just been amazing. Yeah, fine. And, and uh, you see these kids over there. They're all. You know, my idea of a basketball player are arms that hang down below your mm -hmm. knees. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I was fortunate enough to have those. <laughs> and guys who are athletic and uh, long, that's what you hear in long. the NBA. Length. Long. Yeah. Um, you know, I watch football players, and it's almost like they're designed for different positions. Mm -hmm. Defensively, interior linemen are like big oak trees, okay? You can't move them. You go out and look at those uh, defensive ends. They're all built like Long, this. They're yep. built for speed and explosion. Yep. And so uh, just in watching that, I see a difference in their game. But they mm -hmm. don't have as many people to choose from worldwide as the NBA. Does. No, not even We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Close. Right. Let, let me ask you this. Where do you think the, the colleges play a part in the future? Because it seems like a lot of guys are saying, <laughs> forget college, I'm going to go to a G League or, or play overseas. <clears throat> Where do you think that's headed? You know, that's really an interesting question, okay? I think you're going to see a lot of coaches in college get real frustrated with the system now because if they know, who do they try to recruit? The top. We, 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 we want the top. Uh, you know, we want three of the top 50 players in the country, okay? And they have all these services that rank these kids, but the amount of games they play are incredible after a certain age. And, and people said, well, why are players so friendly? I was not friendly with players until after the game, okay? I didn't, right. yeah, I didn't I, like I, them. I, that's I didn't like missing. them. They were the enemy to me. Absolutely. Somebody always said to me, well, that's crazy. No, uh, no, it's not crazy. It, it, to me, it's about winning. Mm-hmm. And these young kids now all know each other. And if you see them before the game with all the social media stuff, yeah. after the games, you see, I mean, you even see the coaches out there talking to the player. Uh, yeah. At one time, that would not have been allowed. It no. would not have been allowed. Right. Uh, but as I say, the, the league under, understands that uh, to continue to grow this league, mm-hmm. it's about people that identify with the players. Mm. One of the things that's really interesting today that I've never heard of before, maybe you have, Terrell, I don't know. Uh, he's, you know, he knows everything else. So <laughs> Every, everything. May, 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 <laughs> maybe you can give me some help here. And interviewing players, you know, as part of the draft process, one of the questions is asked most now, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Oh, I'm and, going, uh, oh, my here, God. Here's why. I'll tell you why I they asked oh, the question. Hold on. I said, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding. you got to <laughs> be kidding. Why is that even a question? Because the organization wants to know if they can handle it. No, right? no, 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 no. I think it's just a trend with all these young kids. Yeah. And, again, yeah. I think it's a fun thing for them to do. But yeah. I also think it's very dangerous. For some it's very kids. dangerous. And, very I, dangerous. you know, I think we've all said things. I've said things in my life that, God, I wish I could take back. Uh, but they, they're not as prominent. These words will live forever, okay? Yes. They will live forever. Mm-hmm. All you can do is take them down, but somebody had to raise their screenshot it anyway. And, and, uh, but anywhere. I think it's a dangerous thing now, but what has it done? 
it has created controversy, everything. And, mm -hmm. and you've been some controversial things in your life. A couple. How would you couple like hundred. to have the media attention today, uh, the, um, mm -hmm. all the social media today? It yeah. won't last. Uh, you know, you get on, I don't watch these talk shows on ESPN's TV anymore. And, oh, gosh, right, no. Right, right. Some guy says something crazy and the other guy will take the opposite. So they'll be at each other. Next day, there's something else happens. They'll be doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's designed to create talk. Yes. Creating talk in basketball is usually about the players. It's not every once in a while you'll see something that, you know, I'm sure a player later on in life will wish he hadn't said. Right. But it's really interesting how important that's become in sports today because, I mean, you look at some of the followings. I, I have no idea how many followings. Uh, LeBron James has, and uh, he's like quite 80 million, high. I think. How much? That's about 80 million, I think, on That's Instagram. That's all. How, <laughs> ma how many do you have? Huh? How many do you I have? I have 77. Maybe <laughs> thousand. Maybe 80. Period. 80. Maybe period. 80. My mom, my brother, my nieces, my nephews. Well, if they yeah. keep watching you here, they won't, they won't <laughs> right. do that anymore. So that brings me to my next question. So you've worked, obviously, you're working currently with the Los Angeles Clippers. You've worked with the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. Can you explain, kind of? what your role is now with the Los Angeles Clippers? Uh, well, obviously, it's completely different. Uh, you know, I spent, I think, 21 or 22 years with the Lakers, wow. and obviously right. those the, the All most. of Kobe's years. No, not really. No. I, you know, I saw some, <laughs> how about Abdul-Jabbar, oh, Urban okay. Johnson, Way back. James gotcha, Worthy, gotcha, gotcha. Um, uh, Kobe Bryant. Oh, my gosh, some of the greatest players I've ever played. I, I would venture to say there's more great players Truly great players have played for the Lakers mm -hmm. than any franchise in all of NBA. I mean, it's just wow. amazing. Absolutely. And now, wow. because of agents, um, agents know the value of being in big cities. Market, yeah. Uh, and agents today, Terrell, have a huge impact on the success or failure of a team because mm. some of them control a lot of players. Player, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they if they see a, if they see someone who's marketable. They wouldn't hesitate to move them today. And for mm -hmm. the money, even though it's a big hit for them, uh, if he's young enough, he can make that up. Mm -hmm. In a different market. Right. But uh, as I said, this is a completely different league than it's yeah. ever been before. And yeah. to your question, um, I have seen with the Lakers, it involved me playing, number one, right. for what one... Uh, two different owners, um, and then working with one, Jerry Buss, mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. was a great man, uh, loved working with him. He was you know, he'd a huge fan, but he did more, Terrell, to change the sport of basketball than anyone. Uh, mm -hmm. Different price seating. Uh, he believed that... Cheerleader? Was, wasn't he first for get cheerleaders, too? I'm sorry? Wasn't he one of the first owners to have cheerleaders or something like that? Well, <clears throat> I say, I'm just getting into it. He, had, he wanted to be more than a game, uh, so he had cheerleaders, music. Uh, unfortunately, that, that, uh, for a long time, we had that SC band up there, and I thought that, I thought, because he, he was a big SC president, right, right. I said, I used to say to him, Jerry, I think we can do better. Let's just have some live music. <laughs> uh, but I mean, these guys coming in with tubas and right, right. big trampoline and everything. But he was really unique, and uh, some of the things he did, and Terrell, most people don't know, he, he started Prime Ticket, okay? He started. Wow. wow. And I can imagine if he, that's how unique he was, he's thinking, but 
some of the things he's done in this league still are around. And um, uh, he was, but a great guy to be around, okay? He was just great. He lets you do your work. And, you know, if there's something that maybe you thought was wrong, um, I had one incredible discussion with him. He had made a trade, unbeknownst to me, that I thought was about really bad, okay? Hmm. And it hadn't been completely consummated. But he'd given his word, and it's pretty well known it was James Worthy to Dallas for Mark McGuire and Roy Tarpley. Mm. <clears throat> Roy Tarpley was a really good player, but he had a, a major drug problem, major. And I said to him, I said, you know, we'd just gotten beat against Houston in the playoff. Ralph Sampson turned around and shot a shot. It wouldn't have made any difference because they were going to win. This team, was, this team wasn't together. And so... We get into, um, we get into, I said, Jerry, you cannot do this. I said, this other guy is going to be out. And I said, you can't trade McGuire for uh, Worthy. That's not a fair trade for you, period. And I said, the other guy is not going to be around. Mm. Almost a mo um, less than that, three months later, he's banned from the league. Roy Tarpley mm. is. Tarpley, yeah. And he had a problem. And he was a really good player. And I think we won three straight championships after we made that trade. Wow. And uh, after we didn't make the trade. Right, right, yeah. And uh, so it was, um, that was one of the one times where, where he said, well, then you have to call the owner of the Dallas uh, uh, Maverick, mm -hmm. who was a very religious man, uh, Don Carter. And we started talking on the phone, and, and he, I really liked him personally. I interacted with him a lot. And this conversation, I don't think got heated, but he was very religious. And I, one of those moments you'd like to forget, I said something uh, that wasn't... Um, Christian-like. Christian -like. <laughs> that, that, that was not very nice to me. Right. Right, right, right. right. So so this religious man ended up cursing you out? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, it was just, it was just the emphasis on the, we're not doing this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're wow. not doing it. Is that one of the moments, like, okay, like you understand your job, is that one of the harder parts of your job, though, at that moment, did you think? Well, at that moment, I, I knew times were changing, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, because I think you get in some place where you're so familiar and the people you work with, you just, you love the people you work with. Mm -hmm. And I've always believed that, I believe in kindness, uh, I believe in giving, and giving of yourself financially, if you can afford it. Uh, but more importantly, the people you work with, to me, are just as proud of their job, regardless of how menial it might be. Mm. And I actually one, learned one of the greatest lessons in my life about that. And, uh, but as I say, it was, I could see the beginning for just about the time for me to leave. I, I knew. Mm. And um, it was a sad, Sorry day for me when I left. I had a year left to go on a contract. We had just won a championship, and I knew that we were going to win it next year, too. There's no way unless mm. there's an injury. And I, they won three straight years. Mm. And um, a team that, um, that, you know, I was a huge part of assembling, and um, I just couldn't stay there anymore. It mm -hmm. wasn't fair to him to maybe uh, say, hey, look, maybe you feel like, you know, you've done too much here. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel like maybe I'm in control of this situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was right. And uh, so 
I made it easy. I just said, I'm leaving. Mm. And didn't really tell anyone about it. After we won the championship, I went to, I went to Alaska fishing for about five days away wow. from Maddening Crowd. And I'm wow. pretty much like I've done everything. I just, when it's time for me to leave, and I know, um, it's like people you're around, you know who maybe doesn't care for you or not. And, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe thinks that you've overstepped your bounds. Well, I think with me, I know that better than anyone. Mm. I do. I would never want to be fired. And um, mm. I would just wouldn't do that. I would, that would have been a, a crushing blow for me to think of all the great times you've had. Um, I would never want to be fired. I was never traded as a player. Right. Uh, there was one time when it, we had a holdout that I guess they would have traded me. And mm -hmm. I said, go on, trade me. Mm. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So as, a, as an advisor to the Clippers, and uh, like I said, you've traded over the purple and gold, now you're the, the blue and red. For all these Clipper fans, and I know there's a lot of Laker fans <clears throat> that watch the show, um, being the evaluator that you are, and it seems like this championship for the Los Angeles Clippers has been very elusive. When being the, I would think I would see you as a visionary as well. When can you expect the Clippers to win their first championship? Well, Terrell, first of all, you have to have health. Okay, you know, look at the Lakers last year; they weren't healthy. Yep. Uh, look what happened to them; they get beaten in the first round. Of the That's across the league. You think about right. Brooklyn Nets, well, you know, and Kyrie. we're seeing more and more of that stuff. Yeah, and more, yeah. I honestly attribute to these players playing so much and working out so much. I just don't. I think your body has to rest. Mm. And playing all the time, jumping in as and these kids are bigger and they're powerful now. Yeah. And you know when you somebody's quick and you do something, it seems natural, right? Well, sometimes you do it, problem <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, with an injury. And uh, last year, Kawhi Leonard um, gets hurt. I feel a hundred percent we would have beaten Phoenix. I don't think I, they would not have been there. Mm. Right. It right. would have been us against the Bucks. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, who who knows who won, won that? Right. But uh, again, you know, he gets hurt. We still take them a long way. And if we would have played smarter, right. smarter, yeah. we yeah. would have beaten them. Right. We right. didn't play very smart. And you know, an out of bounds play underneath. You got a one point mm -hmm. lead. I've never in my life seen that happen. To lob a ball from wow. underneath the basket. Did you and know the rule though? Did you know that was the rule? Because a lot of people didn't know. Did you know that was the rule? That was a lot of people didn't think it was oh, yeah. um, possible. Yeah, right? you can. Yeah, yeah he long can. As it's not basket in basket. Right, right. right. No basket. That's all that matters. But uh, right. you know, we had won that game. Uh, the other game, that were way ahead, and we lose that. 
But that was a trend for this team anyway. Mm -hmm. But this is a team has got talent. Um, we've got size. Um, uh, we need, what do you need? A healthy team for give us a chance. Uh, mm -hmm. And you look, again, here in town, the Lakers are going to get more airtime, more oh, publicity yeah. than maybe any franchise I've ever seen simply because they have assembled all these players who have names and career. Oh, uh, yeah. They got three prominent players, Russell Westbrook, who was like, oh my gosh, he's mm. indefatigable. He never gets tired, okay? That guy is <laughs> like, a, right. he's like a beast out there. Right. And LeBron, who uh, looked look like a, uh, you look at the size of him, and I say to myself, hmm, how would you like to see him as a tight end? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, in football. Right. But right. he's got that unique skill, right. but he's got this unique brain. High IQ. Uh, oh my! It's, it's off player. the chart. It's off yes. the chart. Mm -hmm. And so when I, you know, when you see that, it was like John Stockton, who people for, have forgotten him. Mm -hmm. This guy was an amazing little player. Amazing. Uh, he was the simplest passer, but he saw everything ahead of time, and that's why he leads the league in assists by a lot. Mm. His, his record, I don't right. think anyone breaks that. But uh, as I say, I think. Uh, I think, you know, the ownership of the Lakers now is run by the family. Uh, Steve Ballmer is amazing. Yes, explain him. I know we talked oh prior gosh, to uh, just, getting on the show. If you're around this guy, um, the enormous success that he's had, Terrell, the enormous. He and his wife, Connie, are just as nice a people. You would never know the enormous success he's had financially. You would never know it. Mm. He is so philanthropic, and what he's done for the city of Los Angeles, city of Inglewood, what he's done is mind-boggling in terms of giving money. He's, he's a very, very thoughtful person. Oh, trust me. I know I, I'm, my good friend, Jason Powell, he's the head trainer for right. the Clippers, and we've been knowing each other since 96. It was his first year, my first year in the league uh, right. being drafted with the Niners, and he was, uh, he was a trainer uh, there. And so he Train. He was training there for like the first three years, and then his ultimate goal was to be what he's doing now, right. the, you know, a uh, trainer for in the NBA. And so um, I've gone down to the facility and uh, been around a lot of the guys, and I've seen the transformation, you know, um, from, you know, the early owners, number of coaches that have gone through there. The facility has, has, tra uh, has changed tremendously. Um, obviously, when you think about, like I said, you talk about guys getting bigger, faster, stronger. Um, Steve Ballmer, you know, putting money into the facility to to really uh, really help those guys enhance, you know, uh, their abilities as as a basketball player. Just the strength program, obviously, Jason, um, you know, they're you know taking care of those guys, trying to you know keep those guys healthy. And as you said, health is is really a big key into really champions championships being won or lost. And you right. think about this past year, yeah. it was very indicative. Uh, of really kind of like who was going to win because you think at last it, man standing it, it, like, right. it was like the, the yeah. war of attrition Ex exactly because at the end it, probably I think uh, early on I think Brooklyn was sort of like the favorite and toward the end of the season they were really uh, up there and then you know you had James Harden get hurt KD was out a little bit during the course of the year Kyrie then, Irving was out all the whole year and then yeah. yeah in the playoffs he gets you know his, his he twisted his ankle and I think that was the difference because, again, you know, there was a lot of workload put on James and, and KD to win, to close games out. And you right. saw that last shot that KD took. He was exhausted. Like, yeah, he was averaging, like, probably 40-something the last three couple games. games. Yeah. Well, he, just to keep Kevin, oh, my gosh. He, 
I was around him up in Golden State when I was up there. He's one of the nicest people, and he's right. a real professional. Okay, I love that guy. And uh, uh, people don't realize because of his personality. He's got a kind of a quiet personality. Right. But my gosh, he is just—he's just amazing, and I—he's I, just a perfect teammate. He—he—he mm. he, he does everything. He can pass the hell out of the ball. He can rebound it. He can defend offensively. I don't think you can guard him. Mm. Brings me to my point because there's been a lot of debate. Um, I'm on social media a lot. I'm a basketball fan. Skill set wise, you know, when you think about, I'm, I'm going to throw out probably three or four names um, and just skill set wise. You think of Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, and KD. Out of those four players, give me your top two best. Well, I'm not going to get into that, okay? Save yourself. Save yourself. You're an evaluator of talent. Well, now, I'm not telling you to put anybody over the other uh, skill set wise, because you, again, because I, if I had, if I had to start a team right now, and I had, and knowing I got LeBron or, or KD, and I'm understanding their skill set, I know what LeBron phenomenally can do as as a basketball player, probably the best athlete that has graced it in the NBA floor. But when you talk about skill set wise, ball handling, back to the basket, sharp, I mean, three point, mid range, I'm going with KD. That's He's, from, he, a, Ke from a skill Durant. set, from a skill, that's no knock it, that's no well, knock at LeBron. You're but right. That's a, from a skill right. set standpoint. Well, I, I admire both of them. Because Absolutely. I, I, I admire both. Kevin is, Kevin is a, because of his size, and LeBron James is a huge guy mm -hmm. and what? amazing. And man. He, he's a man. He's a man. He's Kevin a has got this little, you know, his arms are about this big around. <laughs> I, asked him, yeah, I, asked right. him, I asked him one time, I said, can you bench press 100 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> right. But he is, he's an amazing player. And the thing I like about him, you, you just see him. He never says a word. He just plays, okay? Right. Uh, but, oh, my gosh, I would not want to have to guard him in a seven-game series because, mm. you know, you right. try to adjust defenses to him. You can't, can't adjust defenses right. to him. Because, because he's going to adjust. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he, to the game he can well. shoot over anyone. Right. And, mm -hmm. again, he's so he shoots the ball up so high. Um, He's an unbelievable passer. No one ever talks mm. about that. And he, right. uh, watching him play at the, uh, the Warriors up close and personal, um, he's always been one of my favorite players. Right, and, absolutely. Uh, I would hate to make that choice, to be honest with you. I, I, I just, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it's, so as a talent me, evaluator, right. I'm resigning. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll t I'm up next. But I got the job. But that's, that's great. So you being an advisor, a talent evaluator, you done played the game. Just think if you had these guys coming out of high school and you had, that's what I'm saying, you, you had pick to one. pick one. Like it was Mike, M, uh, uh, Kobe, LeBron, and KD. You had to, you know, you had to pick one of these guys mm -hmm. to be your number one pick. Like, like you said, that's a hard job. It is a to hard have. job. A good I, you one know, to I have. think that the one thing that, that, because I really like Michael Jordan, and he and I are friendly, mm -hmm. and uh, he never changes. Uh, hmm. uh, he just doesn't change. He's the same guy all the time. And I still see him every once in a while. And this guy has done more spectacular things. Than any basketball player I've ever seen. I agree. I mean, that that that's Jerry. That is saying a lot. I agree. Considering I've ever seen. That, he's seen a that, lot. 
I, I, I know. I mean, just to go, like I said, we've, we've worked backwards, obviously, from where he is now to where you were as a player. That, that speaks volumes, especially, I mean, number of years with the Lakers, player, visor, I mean. You know, Terrell, the thing that people don't realize is some of the stuff he could do. He was the best defensive player in the league. Yes. And he was yes, playing. Absolutely. He was the best offensive player. Right. And his athleticism, he was in Carolina and they were running, I forget, 100 or, or 40 yard dice. Mm -hmm. And he ran some spectacular number. And the late Dean Smith, who was a really good friend of mine, and also Roy Williams, who mm -hmm. just retired at North Carolina, we were all close. And they were talking about him, I think it was running 100 or something like that. He ran at some spectacular time. Wow. And one of the coaches said something to him differently. And he, he said, oh, I can do better than that. Wow. He went out at two-tenths of a second faster. Wow. wow. And like vertical jump means a lot, but it means a lot to the ones who have skill. Right. Some guys jump quickly. Some guys have to wind up. Yeah. Michael Jordan was like, like a cat. There's a play. There's a one play that particular that's really interesting to me. He, they were playing against the New York Knicks. He caught the ball on the baseline, mm -hmm. and he started this way, and he turns around, and he dunks it over in such a little short area. Yes. I mean, this area, he was only jumping this way. Some guys need a little bit more room. Right, right. Yeah. He dunked this ball over, over him. And I said, oh, my God. Yeah. And I watched him play in, in college. I watched him play uh, when he was trying out for the Olympic team. And I was there for three days. When you just watch him there. Right. Terrell, there's, I know you have some unbelievable athletes in the NFL. And to take the battering they take and they still they have that extra gear, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this guy had an extra gear. Right. Oh, my God. I, I just, maybe the most, he's the most skilled player I've ever seen. Yeah, myself mm -hmm. and, yeah, Mike and I, we, we're very, we're very special. And, don't, and don't, own, hold, own, right. don't let him put himself in that what category. Are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you've already put yourself in a different category, <laughs> right, exactly. too. Jeez. Why can't I think highly of myself? Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> you see, he didn't disagree. That's the fact that... <laughs> he can't believe you're saying <laughs> it. No, no, He's no. still Terrell, in shock. Terrell's a hell of an athlete. <laughs> I mean, he was, a hell he, was okay. he was okay. He, yeah, just I was okay. he just didn't like the quarterbacks he played with. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 that's correct. Well, can I ask you a question? Yeah, Who's absolutely. the best quarterback you ever played with? Oh, yeah, the best quarterback. I mean, I, I didn't really get to really fulfill, I think. That you played with. Oh, man, that's a yeah, number. That you played with. Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of those guys. Really? Wow. Because very cerebral. You think about high IQ guys yeah. that I played with. So it's not about again, the arm talent. Right. Again, mm. sometimes it's not all about, about arm, arm talent. Because you mm. think about Donovan McNabb, he's strong arm, but mm -hmm. there were some deficiencies in this game mm -hmm, when you yeah. talk about ball accuracy things of that nature um that wasn't really his forte yeah, you know I get what it. I mean uh, you think about Tony Romo um you think about uh Steve Young I only got to play three years with him um he was, he's probably one of the most unappreciated quarterbacks Steve, Steve Young right. and I, I, I wish animal. I could have again played the, the the entirety of my career with someone like right. that you know but again I had to adjust my game literally to with every, much every, that, every well, quarterback that I played. It's like going with. from one team to the next. You have to adjust. Everything's right. not the same. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Even I though it looks the same, 
Right. Right. A lot I mean, more thinking. The whole to system it. is different. Yeah. Right. I mean, system. people don't even, from a receiver standpoint, they don't even know they like to go from a left-handed quarterback to catching the ball from a right-handed right mm -hmm. quarterback. The spin is a bit different. So that's something that I had to get used to immediately. Did you guys play with gloves in or now? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Yes, sir. We, played with we, gloves, uh, we yeah. played with gloves. One of the things I'd like to see him do, get rid of the gloves. That ain't going to happen. Really? I think I thank you to see. It's so easy now. Wow, Don't really? you can. You can well, it's like, it's like if anyone is like so a, it's like a spider going up the damn wall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But they they, they right. want the they want the guys to. And catch I'd it. also like the defensive backs, maybe at least have a chance, because yeah. the quarterbacks today are getting more accurate all the time. They're yeah. really getting accurate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're getting bigger. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I remember uh, just uh, maybe before the pandemic, we were... Uh, I was at the facility, and I don't know if you recall the conversation, but we were talking about, you know, obviously the, the guarantee, the difference in money um, that obviously NBA, uh, NFL is making. Uh, you had an interesting take on kind of like, you know, what could or should be done to obviously maybe, maybe shed some light on some of these guys that are going to be watching this show on how they can get guaranteed contracts and, and what that would look like. Well, mm -hmm. first of all, <clears throat> I think your players' association need to do a lot better job. Mm -hmm. uh, the players' association NBA is powerful, really powerful. Right. They are partners in the league, and mm -hmm. I, I think they added one game to the schedule this year, right? Right. Yeah, seventeen games now. You're not getting paid the full. The players are not getting paid the full amount. Right. right. But That's for whatever, whatever reason, thing, these guys think that that one game is making a big financial difference. No, it's making a financial difference to the owner. For the <laughs> owners, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Man, trust me. And how many, how many NFL owners lose money? Zero. Zero. Okay. <laughs> how many NBA? They lose money. They lose money. Wow. And, yeah, and you what, think what about keeps it. them going is some of the small market teams, uh, they have revenue sharing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, so that makes their franchise valuable. Uh, but I feel, I said this in front of um, the New England Patriots when Tom Brady was there. I was at their training camp one day, and uh, I known Bill Belichick. He came out when he was, wanted to talk about drafting and stuff. I spent a, pretty much a day with him, very interesting man. And um, I, I've gotten to know Tom a little bit. I'm not his best friend at all. Mm. But uh, just, you know, watching how they operate, and mm -hmm. I think I said in the meeting with the players, I, I, I just, it, it's amazing. You're risking your damn life mm -hmm. when you Literally. go out there. Yeah. Right, right. And I think, and again, I, I'm sure the NBA, I mean, the football owners would hate me, but. Um, Who cares at this point? The mm -hmm. players, everyone should have a guaranteed contract. Absolutely. In football. And they talk about bonuses. Some guy's got a uh, $100 million contract, and $40 million is guaranteed. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, we have, and then the guy gets hurt, they get, he got a $40 million, and his career is over with. The 60 million. doesn't right. get the 60. Right. And the NBA, 
I think 99% of the players in the NBA are guaranteed. So mm -hmm. you get someone who's making $250 million, it's all guaranteed. guaranteed. But Over again, time. I don't know, you know, these salaries are, uh, are insured as much as they can be. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a pre-existing condition, obviously that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. But um, as I say, I just have always felt that the football players have, have been the ones who have made the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, right. You see all the these guys with these concussion things, uh, how horrible they are. Uh, someone recently killed themselves, and yeah. and I think you'll see more of it. Uh, that's mm. a, that's Ford. Yeah. Is they have the most, mm. I will say, brave athletes. You are. I'm amazed at how they can go out there and you look at the look on I've been in a locker NFL locker room before you can hear a pin drop yeah and their concentration they're going to the uh, the defensive players are trying to hurt someone yeah right? they trying are to trying to hurt off. someone yeah. yes and um, I remember talking with uh, uh, Mike Tyson who I have kind of a friendship with him he said I'm in the hurting game mm. I'm in the hurting game <laughs> And wow. to me, defensive players get rewarded for right. hurting, hurting somebody. Yes. Hurting. Yeah, and uh, I just, the size, the athleticism of these guys, I don't care. If you're running the wrong way and somebody hits you and you get twisted the wrong way, uh, your career could be over. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm glad you, you shed some light on <clears throat> yeah. that because we've been trying. I know I have, I've talked to, you know, uh, individual guys. Uh, guys individually and really trying to help, you know, especially leverage what they have, um, especially black players, because the league is made up of probably 70 plus, uh, 70 plus percent, mm -hmm. um, you know, black and brown players. Sure. And I, I feel like, you know, there are guys that are in positions of power um, that are non-black players um, that could help move that needle. Um, to help guarantee the contracts of 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 the league, you know, sure. especially the, the players, and I don't think there's enough done um, in that in that area to make that happen. I think number one, as you mentioned, um, the players' association, I think it's it's weak at its at its best. Um, I think you know their mm. their allegiance is really with the the NFL, the the, the league. Um, so I think that's where uh, they're really showing their allegiance to instead of the actual players it, it themselves. And that's where I think a lot of things need to change. And, again, these players that are in position of power, especially guys on different teams, star players, they need to stand up for really the future to come because there's never going to be any guaranteed contracts if until, they don't, yeah, until they stand up for themselves. And well, I'll give you an example, not to stop you, Terrell, no, no. but i get give you an example. Look, look at the people who are involved with the players' union in this league, the ones who speak out. Mm -hmm. The biggest stars in the league. Right. The biggest stars. But a lot of and, them are afraid, too, because well, of... Well, but you think at one time there was, would not be a black athlete who would say anything mm -hmm. because True. they were afraid of losing their job. Mm -hmm. This is a different time and a different era. era. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, as I say, I've always been sensitive to, uh, to the black cause. Uh, my best friends when I was playing were all black players. Uh, I never... I never, um, I never had a roommate with white. Mm. Uh, I would always wow. want somebody black. But it's probably the greatest learning experience for me growing up. Wow. But at that point in time, there was something different. Now, 
Right. We had to go to school for four years, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I think just being kind of maturing, if you might, uh, is a great learning experience for everyone. But again, my conversations with uh, my black teammates and my friends uh, were based upon incidents in their lives and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, that was probably the best learning experience I've ever had in my life. And, and little did I realize that probably the players that I had most in common with were, were minority players. Wow. That's but they awesome. need to, somebody needs to step up. And, I, you know, I wonder if you guys said, well, and some guys, could they say, gulp? I'm not playing any this year unless the change. Until. That's Until. what I've been trying to tell Until. some of these individual players that I've spoken with. And they have to get everybody else on, on board, even the other. Like, there are players like Aaron Rodgers, I think Drew Brees, that would step up. These are non-black players to help assist in making this change and standing for what these players, I think, rightfully and ultimately deserve. And that's, that's guaranteed contract. That's the most dangerous sport there is. Right. Yeah. And Period. Not the NFL close. makes more yeah. money than... Combined. NBA and baseball combined. combined yep. Well, I'm and not sure saying, about that. They do. I when think they made seventeen I think billion. It, I'm not talking year. about that. I'm oh, talking no. about the wealth of the basketball owners. They're all. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Yeah, enormous. Yeah, yeah. Right. And exactly. particularly the new ones. So, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but uh, but you know what? I do think that it's really interesting because um, the commissioners, David Stern in particular, um, you know, he was tough. Okay, he was tough. But he had he made this seem like for the players, look, we're partners. Mm -hmm. Right, there's an interest, yeah, it's and, a partnership. Yeah, it's not so one-sided. I don't think that anyone comes to the game to see uh, uh, Jerry Jones and much, you know, as mm. he's popular, right. seems to be a great guy. Right. But they don't come to see him, uh, right. uh, Jerry right. Jones play. They yeah, come right. to see the athlete play uh, uh, right. and perform. Absolutely. Um, but Players? again, I would probably, I'll get pillared by some of the, I know a few footballers, <laughs> but uh, I just think it's wrong that um, the most dangerous sport uh, that can, uh, who, who's the, Shazir, uh, the guy at Pittsburgh, uh, the linebacker. Yeah, uh, Shazir. Uh, Shazir. Um, yeah, the linebacker. Uh, yeah. You know, his career is over with. Yeah. He was seen walking out. He was yeah. paralyzed at one mm -hmm. time. And he yep, made, paralyzed. because of his determination, uh, I wonder what they what they did for him. Mm. Mm, probably what nothing. Are they I mean, doing? Yeah, because he's got, got a lot longer care. life to live. Probably got great care, and that was it. Right. That's it. That's I mean, a shame. anything outside of that. I mean, whatever his contract was, um, did the in totality, give him the I full guarantee contract. you he didn't get it. Well, That's the only guarantee. He's not going to get, you know, well, what he's it's what it's he's sad, what he's Particularly with a lot of these kids, they have families. I often wonder how. It might look your your dad comes home and he's got mm. he's mangled and um, once he gets right. 45 years old he can hardly get around. Yeah. Um, it shows the integrity of the players, by the way, first and first and mm -hmm. foremost. And uh, I think that, as you mentioned, with the incredible amount of money that's being um, negotiated Gen for mm -hmm. TV rights. Uh, and that's what a lot of these players, they don't understand is how much money that's, there. Yeah. that's out there, you know what I mean, um, that's generated. Now, not just but can you, you know, on the other hand, can you look at these young basketball players? And we got, what, I don't know what percentage of basketball players are minorities. But if they're good, and if they're just 10-year NBA players, 
I think the average salary is $10 million. And there, it's the average salary. Wow. And it's going to go, if uh, there's more, and, it's uh, going to go up. And, trajectory uh, and so these kids, if they play, if they play, if they're good, they can play 14, 14 years. They, mm -hmm. they, made my, they make $140 million, okay? Mm -hmm. And if they're not crazy, they walk away with easily $60 million. In the bank, absolutely. And they're not pressured to do something that they can do. If they don't want to do anything, they can live a lifestyle mm. that, you know, just maybe they have different interests. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I, again, I, uh, my father was a coal miner and the unions there, you know, every year they would like have a war and mm -hmm. they would strike for three months and they'd get a, you know, they'd get a concession. But what happened is every bit of the concession they got, they, they lost and while they were from, striking. Yes, they wow. lost what it was. And so the, then they used to build up these huge reserves that they'd already mined. Right. And so it didn't cost them anything at the end of the day, but it mm. cost the miners and their families. Yeah, mm. yeah oh, these man. players, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, you know, somewhere mm. along the lines they've, uh, they've heard or they've made it seem like, like we need the owners. Right, sure. You know what I mean? And it should be the other way around. Just the get involved. Need us. Yeah, just expose yourself a little bit. Right, mm -hmm. and I think yeah, these players need to really understand their value and understand their worth. That the owners they need them. The league doesn't move, doesn't go without the players. And I think once, especially the the minority players, black players, they understand that and they get together. They can honestly, they can force the hand of the owners because the, all, said, that's not players. something that majority we majority of the players or in most sports, except baseball, and they've right. been having a conscientious effort to try to get more black players into right. the, into the uh, into major, major league, league baseball. But I, I want to tell you one quick incident, and then maybe move on to something. Yep. In 1964, the first NBA All-Star game to be televised, Boston Garden, and we had a gentleman by the name of Larry Fleischer who had been talking to uh, you know the older players in the league, and and, uh, and some that had names at that point in time, and we were supposed to play this all-star game. He he had told the owners that you know we wanted to have a right to have a bargaining position, collective bargaining. The owners said no, we're not doing this. So they delayed the game, hmm. and when they delayed it the first time, the owner came in and came and told uh, somebody there that he wants to see Elgin Baylor and myself. Okay, mm. now listen, I'm just getting in the height of my career and it was pretty good already. And uh, he said to me, he said, uh, Jerry, are you gonna play? And I said, no sir, Mr. Cook, I mean, uh, Mr. Short, I'm not. Ask Elgin saying, no, Mr. Uh, Mr. Short, I'm not. The two players that at that point in time kind of led the Laker team, both said no. And when mm -hmm. I went back in there, I said, oh my God. I said, I, I just love the competition. It certainly won the money, okay? Mm -hmm. We made nothing. Right. And um, I went in there and I said, Dale, I said, oh my gosh, I guess, you know, I guess we won't play in basketball anymore. I said, what the hell am I gonna do with my life when I just love the competition and I love mm -hmm. to compete? And I said, I guess we won't be playing basketball anymore. Mm -hmm. About an hour later, and came in. They said yes. Mm. Okay. 
powerful. That was a life-changing moment for all the NBA players. Wow. And look how powerful. Oscar Robertson, my friend, and Olympic teammate, um, mm. competitor, someone I admire greatly, and he's just a great guy. And he had a suit, Robertson versus the NBA, and it was about further rights for the players. Mm -hmm. And right. the NBA, uh, he's one of the best players we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. The NBA said, well, he wasn't a, no longer a fair-haired boy. That's why he was not. Mm. And, uh, but just to see the courage of all these guys, and it took courage, and particularly for me, that, I think, because I just woke up every day and thought every day was, you know, okay. Mm -hmm. And to take that stand was an incredible tribute to the players of that era, which if I'm the former players, I think it would be good for them to go back and see where they got to this point in time. But unfortunately, we don't treat history anymore. Mm. We don't teach it. And you learn more from history than ever. Right. You learn more from history. And unfortunately, um, I'm a huge, re a huge reader. Um, I read everything about history. I particularly read everything about uh, black leaders. And uh, there's so many of those gentlemen I so admire. And um, it's what whets my appetite to learn, even at 83 years of age. Wow. Well, speaking of history, it will be history if the Los Angeles Clippers can win a championship. You've been a part <laughs> of the Lakers championship, the Warriors championship. I think what's left now is history to be made with the Clippers. So is that, you know, would that be kind of like the icing on the cake for you as we kind of wrap this show up? Um, what's, what's next for Jerry West? I mean, well, you know what? Terrell, I, I think because of Mr. Bomber, okay, mm -hmm. um, if people knew him and knew what he does for communities, not only here right. and causes, mm. and to interact with him has been a real pleasure, I'll tell you. It couldn't happen to someone who's more committed to fielding a competitive team. Um, obviously, it would be a great thrill if we could just get in the uh, if we could just get in the NBA Finals, right? Uh, they've come a long way. I got a way to go. Uh, just a spell of good fortune for this franchise. Yeah, that would help. Yeah. You there guys are is. you're you're on the cusp. You were right there last year. They're close. There you're it close. is. As you there said, health is. has been uh, you know it's been like uh, the war of attrition for the last you know uh, year or so for a lot of teams. So well, thank you, Jerry, for gracing our show with your presence and. Uh, I know our viewers out there uh, will enjoy it. I've enjoyed it. I know this guy right here that is, you know, self-proclaimed evaluator. So you just call him this guy. Right? You see what I'm saying? See how he does you me? You call him this guy also? He is now. He's just guy. a guy. Listen, thank you guys very much. It's a <laughs> pleasure. Guy. I've always no, enjoyed being around Terrell. And, thank uh, you, brother. Uh, this great talent evaluator yeah, over yeah. here. So Matthew Hatchett. <laughs> Matthew Hatchett. The one and only. But thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate thanks it. for Thank coming you. on, though. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. There you have it. Get your popcorn ready with Jerry West in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast with the legendary, the logo, Mr. Jerry West. Mm -hmm. Another great edition, another great episode. Yeah. Trust me, I mean, it seems like every week we're kind of outdoing ourselves. Yes. But yeah. it, it, it didn't get any better than 
the logo himself. I mean, he's gotten championship. He's been on the. He's yeah. been in the organization. He's had a say yeah. in, you know, and put his imprint on the championship with the Lakers, the Golden State Warriors. And I think yeah. it's only fitting. Yeah. It's only right that he does that with the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Well, let, let's end it because we've we've talked about this stuff before on the show. Let's end it with: Is it going to be the Clippers or Lakers? to have a better chance to win the championship this year. Just want you to give one name and then we'll, we'll be out. I mean, right now on paper, it looks good for the for the Lakers. I mean, and, and I, I'm, I'm a fan really? of basketball. I mean, on paper right now, and you wow. you heard Gary say it, it's health. And right now, but, they don't oh, have- But they, when you're older, are you going to be healthy? Yeah, I mean, right, I mean, that was a fluke thing with Kawhi last year. That fluke, mm -hmm. but okay. health, plays a big key and a big part mm -hmm. in championships. I would, say, I would say the last two to three years. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Well, there you have our take on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast with the legendary man, Mr. Jerry West. Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast on Fubo TV. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.